You're listening to the College Info Geek Podcast, where it's all about learning more, paying off your student debt, landing your dream job, and being awesome at college. Now, here's your host, Thomas Frank. Hey, 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 it's the College Info Geek Podcast. Welcome back to the show, fellow college hackers. Whether you're a longtime listener, new to the show, or just temporally displaced and looking for someone to point you in the direction of Constantinople, I'm glad to have you here. Now, as I record this, it is October 9th, so we're getting right around the middle of the semester. Things are probably starting to pick up, um, but I hope that those of you who are still students are keeping everything under control. Now, last week, I actually wrote an article called 30 Lightning Fast Productivity Hacks to Help You Work Better, so if you are in need of some strategies for slogging through your workload, definitely check that out. So uh, today's episode will be a little shorter than the last few. The ones with uh, Steve Cam of Nerd Fitness and Travis Sherry from Extra Pack of Peanuts, those were episodes 14 and 13, those both went over about an hour each. And I heard from some of you that you really like the new format with it going over an hour, having a little bit longer discussion with my guests, and I definitely do as well. So expect at least a portion of future shows to be around that hour mark or maybe a little longer. Um, today's show is a little shorter than that. It's about the half an hour mark. But I think that you'll find it incredibly useful nonetheless, so definitely don't shy away from this one just because it's a little shorter. Um, It's definitely going to be very helpful. My guest on today's show, uh, episode of the podcast, is Vincent Nguyen, who is the founder of a popular new personal development blog called Self Stairway. Now, there are a lot of personal development blogs out there on the internet. Um, When I was just getting started to blogging, I was really into Steve Pavlina's Personal Development for Smart People blog, and there was another one called Mark and Angel Hack Life, and those two were um, part of my, like, RSS feed that I would read every day my freshman year of college, and they were pretty helpful to me. Um, But tons of personal development blogs have emerged since then, and it's, it's a really crowded niche, but... I was really impressed with uh, with Vincent's blog. I randomly found a, a link on Twitter, and the writing I found there was really good. But what really impressed me was what I found reading his bio. Vincent is just 19 years old, and his blog just got it started in about January of this year, so about 10 months old at this point, yet it's already getting thousands upon thousands of visits a month. Um, Vincent has achieved this through connecting with lots of other people, writing guest blogs on uh, other big blogs, And through that, he's been able to bring in a lot of traffic and get a lot of engagement on his blog that I don't see on other blogs. So I was really impressed to see him do this at such a young age. Uh, In addition to blogging, he has also done some really uh, cool other things. Uh, He's connected with some really cool people, really um, really busy and, and, and successful online entrepreneurs that most people would think are too busy to reach out to. He landed three different internships and was working all three of them while he was still in college And most recently, he actually dropped out of college to um, start an awesome job out in the Philippines. Um, When we recorded this episode, which was a couple of weeks ago, he was still a student and was actually in the process of trying to land that job. And I was really, really impressed with the way he did it. It's kind of a counterintuitive way that most people wouldn't think would be possible to do, but he did it. And I'm going to let him explain that in the interview instead of spoiling it now. Um, You know, it was just an awesome, awesome thing he did. And he landed the job. So when he landed it, he dropped out of school. And he told me half of his family was really cool with it and really proud of him. The other half was really mad. But I think, honestly, with his drive and the things he's achieved so far, um, his decision to drop out of college was totally fine because he has definitely got the the drive to get things going. And it's really inspirational for me, and I think it'll be inspirational for you as well, to see that if you have sufficient drive and if you have the sufficient um, audacity, audacity to connect with people and reach out and 
just make yourself useful. Your college experience doesn't need to be the sole, the sole benefactor to what you have to offer to the, you know, to the jobs you want to get or whatever you want to do after college. You can do a lot more outside of that college environment. And Vincent is living proof of that. Uh, even though he's so young, Vincent has a ton of great experience and advice that I think any ambitious person can benefit from. So without any more blabbing for me, let's get into this interview with Vincent Nguyen. So welcome to the show, Vincent. Glad to have you. Thanks, Thomas. Glad to be here. Cool. So I came across your blog uh, probably on Twitter, I think. Somebody must have retweeted an article you wrote. Um, I click onto it. I'm like, this is a pretty cool self-development blog. And then I read your bio and you say, you're still in college. You have three internships with three different companies. And you're running a blog that's only eight or nine months old, getting 40 to 50 comments per post. So... I mean, right now I'm, I'm really, really impressed and the quality of the stuff you're writing is amazing. Um, you know, just like the way that you've learned to develop content is really cool. And I definitely want to talk a little bit about the specifics of how you're running your blog, but I'm also just really interested to show other students, you know, someone who's still in college and who has learned this quickly and come this far. So what gave you the idea to start your blog? Is this something that's been like an idea since you started college or um, did you meet someone who turned you on to this idea? Right. So I remember a buddy of mine, Patrick, he, he wanted to start a blog a while back, but he was actually focusing on a lot of different things. He wanted to combine uh, fitness along with self-improvement type stuff. And unfortunately, it never launched, but basically I'm like, hey, man, that sounds really awesome. Can I write a piece for you? I, I think it'd be really awesome. So I wrote an article called Tired of Being Tired. I think I might have... Uh, subconsciously plagiarize that from Leo Bobato or something. That sounds like something. <laughs> but he, I wrote it up. I asked some people what they thought, and I got a bunch of positive feedback and constructive criticism. And then, um, you know, his blog never took off. So I held on to this piece for a while, and I'm like, you know what? That was, that was just awesome. And then I think I could trace that back a little bit further. And I remember I was a big fan of James Altucher's site, jamesaltucher.com. And I just loved his um, brutal honesty, the way he tied in his anecdotes into lessons. And, and then later on, I read an article by Mr. Money Mustache on stoicism. So, I mean, all these kinds of things kind of morphed together. And then I started thinking about it more and more. And then I started um, thinking about writing, running my own site. But that didn't come together until January for, um, 23rd of 2013, when one day I just saw DreamHost was holding an offer, like 10 bucks for the whole year for hosting and domain registration from there i just jumped in with both feet you know and i've okay. been at it ever since cool so you were you were kind of like a avid reader of blogs far before you ever decided to start your own site yeah i'd say so i i read them every now and then on feedly my rss reader okay and is this something you did before you were in college or were you like out looking for ways to be better at college is that how you got into reading these guys yeah i think it started somewhere in my senior year of high school towards okay. So maybe about a year ago, maybe even two. Cool. Okay, so you you mentioned stoicism, and uh, you wrote a post saying that like that's one of the best life philosophies that you could possibly have. Um, I've heard the term before, but I don't actually know what that means. So can you explain a little bit about like what that entails thinking about and living like? Right. So my interpretation that I got from a book, William B. Irvine. A lot of um, pure Stoics would say, "Hey, that's not right. This is how they are." So I mean. The stoicism that I follow is more of a modern adaptation. 
And basically, they're trying to do a few things. They're trying to eradicate all negative emotions like anger, sadness, and all that. And they do this by um, a few mental techniques. One of my favorites is called negative visualization, where you basically visualize the worst case scenario at all times. So that does two things. It kind of sets your expectations low, which sounds strange, right? You don't want to set your expectations low, but it's brilliant because that way you can't ever be disappointed. And when good things do happen and you get what you want, you're kind of maximizing your happiness. You're like, holy crap, I can't believe that just happened. I was expecting um, this much, but instead I got 10 times that. Okay. So it's, so it's really, um, it's very mental. It's not like you're not praying or anything. So it's all in your head. It's just a set of rules and techniques. So it's basically just figuring out ways to minimize any negative emotions that you might have. That's really interesting. I, I've never called it stoicism, but um, I suppose for me, it's just called rationality where I don't act like I have no emotions, but if something negative happens, I kind of just have little mental tricks of dealing with it in a way that doesn't really evoke an emotional response that can make me think irrationally. Whereas if it's a positive emotion, then there's no reason to not be emotional because positive emotions are great. So I guess that's kind of a philosophy that kind of fits into what I already do. And it's really interesting. I might have to read up more into that. So you are doing some amazing work on here. Um, like I said, three internships. Actually, can you tell the story of how you got three internships? Uh, is this like three consecutive internships or three at the same time? Right. So right now, I actually just dropped my third one recently. Okay. So it's uh, three at the same time? Yeah, three at the same time. Yikes. So right now, it's actually two. Okay. So the story kind of goes, I kind of messed around with my friend about this, but um, I basically used the skills I built up from self-stairway and transitioned it into a resume. And then I saw these this job board on my school's website. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. There's at least two or three that I that I might be interested in. You know, I don't have any credentials or anything. My resume is um, kind of empty right now. So I saw this due date at the end of the application. I'm like, man, you know what? These guys are just going to ship out these applications in wholesale, you know, and I'm going to be competing with all these people on the same date. So why do that? When I could cut the middleman, literally call up whoever's the head of this company and that company, sit down with them and talk to them and sort of sell myself to them, you know, say, hey, this is what I could offer to you. And just the fact that I did that showed a lot of initiative. And um, yeah, so I told them what I could do, what I feel like I could learn if needed. And the first internship, they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds really awesome. I really like your enthusiasm. You're in. The second one, I kind of had to sell them even more so because they weren't really looking for what I had and I knew that too. I just figured it'd be really cool to work for a gym, you know. Okay. I basically said, hey, this is what I could do for you. Then they're like, I don't know. We'll, we'll call you back. So then a few days later, they called me back and said, hey, okay, we'll, we'll want to work with you. And then for the third internship, I kind of just blindly fired that one because I thought that they already had someone. Well, that's what I was told by the office. And then the guy called me while I was in science class and then I'm like, okay, I don't recognize this number. It might be an important phone call. So I went outside Talked to the guy for an hour. We clicked right away. I saw that he was very passionate. He saw that I was very passionate. He thought I was um, brilliant, and then we just started working right from there. Cool. So I guess you haven't really explained what what are the three internships. The, third, the second one was a gym, right? Right. Oh, sorry about that. Because totally <laughs> I think you just said, like, I've done three internships, but I don't actually know what they are. All right. So the first one is, is called Gangplank. It's a collaborative workspace. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm sure you and your readers have heard of co-working spaces, right? Yeah. 
So it's similar to that. It's the whole no walls um, thing. You can work out of here if you pay whatever fee. But instead of charging a fee of whatever, like 20 bucks a month, we give back to the community and we teach classes. That's kind of our monthly fee. So I'm able to use this space as long as I somehow add value to the company and to the community in the city. And um, the interesting part is that we all collaborate. Like there's people like developers, there's designers. If I need help with the design for my site and I've got a question, I can just turn over and say, hey, how do you do this and that? And then when they need help, they ask me. So right now I'm actually working with a few of the people downstairs. And um, the third internships with the company, an internet marketing company based out of Phoenix, Arizona called Local Business Rockstar. And what I did with them was basically like press releases, some on-page SEO for the clients, stuff like that. Okay, cool. So and you do all. So you drop the third one then, but the the second two or the first two you're still doing. Right. Just really like, cool. The one I just dropped. Awesome. So I'm guessing this takes a lot of motivation and time management. So how do you keep yourself motivated to do all this kind of stuff and to keep all the balls in the air when you're that you're juggling? Because I have a lot of readers who will email me and say, you know, how do you manage a blog and classes and work and fun without going crazy? So, I mean, what do you do? Right. I was just asked that pretty recently, too. Um, Honestly, I can't – I don't know. I just sort of do it, but I know it's not that simple. Because my my assumption would be, like, back then, I used to always be the slacker. You know, people would say, man, this guy is always laid back instead of – he's not a try hard, he's a try soft. And so I never took anything seriously. And then when I stumbled on, you know, starting a blog of myself on my own, I'm like, you know, I really love this thing. And then I just did a 180. So then I just basically force myself to do it and I make time. And it becomes a lot easier because it's something I'm passionate about, something that I want to do. So instead of juggling, I think of it more as, you know, just enjoying life. And the unfortunate side is sometimes the juggling does come in when you realize that you got to prioritize it over your family sometimes. You know, that sounds really messed up. People say priority number one is always family, but to be honest, sometimes you got to put what you do and what, what you love on top of that. So it's just prioritizing and going through pure passion. Yeah, and the way I've always seen it is when, when you do a job where you're working for yourself and you're not really on a set schedule, people kind of view you as always available. Right. And you still need to make time to do your work. So what I often do is I'll just say, you need to act like I'm at an office right now, like this is the time from this time to this time today when I am at work and I might as well be a hundred miles away. And that actually keeps it. So, you know, you can still schedule time with family and then have time to do your work. Right. And I mean, I sometimes have problems with wanting to work too much. So I totally understand the problem of putting your work above your family and your friends and, you know, events and things because it just gets so exciting to do this kind of thing when you have your own project going. Right. Yeah. Time flies when you get into it, man. Mm -hmm. You, the clock and you're like how did five hours just pass now what i really love is that you you called these internships up you called these companies up and you you said i want to come talk to you before the application deadline and you basically just didn't treat it as a job application process but more just like two people connecting and you offering you know you can say this is how i can help you this is how you can help me a lot of students think that the only way to get a job is just going onto their school's job board and filling out an application and going through the set process. So I really, really like, and I'd like to point out that you totally didn't do any of that. And in both cases, you still landed the internship. So that's, that's awesome. On uh, the last podcast I did with Travis Sherry, he was talking about, you can apply for credit cards 
And if they like reject you on the system, you can call them up and talk to them and like basically pitch yourself as to why you should get a credit card that you shouldn't probably have at your income level and they'll give it to you. Wow. So all these like things connecting, just call people up and talk to them. It's so cool. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, it's life hacking, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do things a conventional way. Just kind of do something. They always say stand out and then they're kind of vague about it. And, you know, it's kind of a natural talent. You can't teach someone how to stand out all the time. You know, it's always different. But, I mean, my advice to your readers is if you see people doing the same thing, kind of step back and say, okay, so how can I totally flip this on its head? How can I get the advantage? And, I mean, it sounds like cheating, but, yeah, I mean, it's not hurting anyone really. And you want this thing badly, so do something that's going to get people's attention, something that's going to get people talking about you, and something that you're going to feel good good about, you know, because when you do something creative now, Later on, you're only going to get better, you know. Think of it as like a muscle, a creativity muscle. You're going to get better at creating these crazy ideas that blow people away. Mm, that's that's a very good point. I don't know if you've seen the uh, video that basically makes a video of Ira Glass is talking about and uh, how you have to exercise that creativity muscle basically because at first you're not going to do amazing work. But as you go on, all that work you did that was a little mediocre gets better and better and better until you are doing amazing work. Right. So do you think there is a like sort of catalyst or lucky moment in uh, the development of your site that has made it so successful or has it just been consistent work and incremental growth? Uh, truthfully, man, there's been a lot of lucky moments. I mean, when I first started out, I've just had tons of, uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I want to say mentors, but they were more like in the moment mentors where people just kind of pointed me in the right direction in a split second and it kind of just shifted my paradigm completely like for example um when i first started out i remember paul sanders he he was everywhere he guest posted for tons of sites and so i'm like you know what i, I kind of want to guest post for his site because it seems like he's going to get far and then i remember emailing him saying hey paul is it cool if i guest post for you i'll be honest i haven't written for anyone before and then he said oh my site's actually not a blog even though it looks just like one but then he pointed out a bunch of names that he follows personally like john morrow uh, Derek Halpern of Social Triggers and basically this nice long list of professionals who knew what they were doing who had a solid foundation from the start so basically right when I started this was probably week two into my um, journey, I already had this list of people who knew what they were talking about, who weren't just scam artists trying to make a quick buck and I read like crazy, so then I developed good habits, I did the right techniques to get growing right away from the start and then the second kind of um lucky moment was I had a few designers who who liked my content so then they kind of gave me a bunch of free tips which I'm sure it would cost hundreds or thousands if you were to get a consultant so I mean there were just tons of people who kind of came somewhere along the road and just guided me towards the right direction it's really interesting for me I know I took probably 10 or 11 months before I started discovering any of this stuff you talk about conversion optimization that's honestly something I just got into and it's like been three years um, and even like just designing and developing content that isn't just a wall of text it took me way too long. So it's really impressive that you, you know, week two, you already were reading into this kind of stuff. Now, uh, a lot of what you talk about on your blog is basically connecting with influential people and that just ties into networking and a lot of students really want to know how the heck do I connect with influential people. So how do you go about building relationships with people who are really busy and really well-known? 
honestly, I don't even think about it because when people network, they're like, oh man, it's these sets of steps where I got to manipulate. You know, it has a bad name for itself. And I, I like what Scott Dinsmore at Live Your Legend does. He talks about building genuine relationships, you know, connections, friendships. And that's the way I think about it. I don't like to think of the word networking. It's just building relationships and, and friends. And I think what makes me successful at it is the fact that I don't hold myself back mentally. For example, if someone were to say, oh, man, how do I get in touch with someone like Michael Hyatt? You know, he's the CEO of this and that. He's way too busy. I, I've never told myself that before. Maybe I have for a split second, and then I knock it out of my head. People are more willing to help than you think. And when you, re, when you invest in relationships and friendships instead of networking and how you could benefit me, it just becomes easier. Kind of thinking, think like you're in a job interview. If you're nervous and sweaty, your answers are going to be very robotic. It's going to be very rehearsed. And they can see through that stuff. You know, networking is the same. If you rehearse it, you're going to come off as kind of this shady guy. But if you go in there, kind of just relax. You know what you're doing. You know that you just want to kind of have fun, you know, treat it like it's fun. You come out, you come off as a genuine person who wants to add value. And it's a two-way street. That's, that's what I always try to remind myself. It's a two-way street. And I think that's kind of what makes me successful as well, is that I remember not just to take, take, and take. I give, I give. Maybe I'll take later down the road when I've already given 10 or 20 times. Okay. That's, those are excellent pieces of advice and pieces of advice. Uh, it's try to. It's kind of what I try to do in my own relationships. Is just focus on being friends and making connection that doesn't really focus on work. So, uh, what are your goals with this blog? Is was this kind of your goal when you came into college to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself, or did you know what you wanted to do when you came in? A uh, funny story. I think it's almost the anniversary of the time when I actually finally sat down to think about what I wanted to do. And honestly, this site is just a work out of. A labor out of passion. As for goals, I mean, I'd love to have 10 million views per month or something like that. But as for a career goal, I still have no idea. You know, like I always say that um, I've tested out tons of different careers in the past year, and I'm still just as clueless for, as I am as I was in day one. Because even though I have more of a, I guess I have more of a push towards certain directions, I still can't honestly answer the question, "What do you want to be?" You know, "What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for people, your readers, who are scared of not knowing where to go, I'd say think about it, but don't worry about it. Don't get depressed. Don't let other people put you down because you have no idea. Because honestly, I have no idea either. And even when you're 40 or 50, you might not know, you know, even if you're successful. Yeah. And I mean, you're only 19 and things are going to change massively over just the next few years. I didn't really get a good solid grip on what I wanted to do until a plane ride in February of this year. So, I mean, it, it does take a while. Um, did you have any idea when you came into school, like as a freshman, or were you just kind of like experimenting and learning? No idea, man. I had I took career assessment tests and all that. It told me I should have done PR, so I kind of found a mentor for that. Then I'm like, you know, I don't think PR is going to be what I want. So I'm still kind of lost. <laughs> okay. So your your experiments in working for different companies and all this is – as much an exercise to figure out what you don't want to do as it is to figure out what you do want to do. Right, yeah, it's an elimination process for sure. Okay, that's awesome. You're doing some amazing work here. Um, I'm just going to kind of just say that people should read your site, to be honest, because uh, it's like 
I talk about specific personal branding things and, you know, how to learn, but I really like that you're talking just about the personal growth and development. And there are a lot of things out there that talk about this, but you're really being actionable about it and definitely liking it. Uh, I think that wraps up the questions that I had for you, but if uh, you have anything else, like any tips you want to give to the readers of this site who are in college um, that you, you know, would like to take some brief, a brief moment to go over. Uh, sure. Let's see. Yeah, there's a lot, but what's the biggest takeaway? All right, so I'm assuming since they're reading your site, they think less conventionally, you know, like kind of what I talked about in my last post. Don't let people get inside your head because when you think unconventionally, you know, when you start thinking about life hacking and doing things efficiently, people are going to think you're crazy. They're going to think that you're going to fail and they're going to think that you're not going to get anywhere, you know. Well, I guess that's kind of means if you're going to fail. But anyway, it's hard, it's lonely, but if you persevere and you actually have a good idea that adds value to the world, you can do so much. Sometimes it'll blow up within the first week or month and you'll have this amazing success. Sometimes it'll take a few years. But don't listen to other people's voices because sometimes it could really cripple you if you just let all those voices get in your head. So if you feel like you've got a good idea, if you feel like you're a good executioner, then all, by all means, go for it if you feel like it's going to add value. Did you ever have a moment where uh, people told you that your project wasn't going to work and you listened to them? Or have you always just kind of worked through that advice and just kept going? Um, I Honestly, not too many people know about all the things I do, funny enough. Only one person in my family knows who is my uncle and some of my close friends. But most of the doubt kind of come came from myself. So that's another big thing is ignoring your own self-doubt because I remember within three weeks of writing I was doubting myself I'm like how do I know if I'm a good writer you know I think all writers struggle with that I'm sure you you do too and I was lucky because I had validation somewhat right away I I reached out to lifehack.org a site that gets a million visitors per month and I just kind of shot them an email asking if I could write for them and they said yes we like your work and so I felt better about it you know and I can't say whether or not I'd still be as motivated if I didn't get that validation so soon. But I definitely would have to warn people that that self-doubt is very scary, just as scary as um, external doubt as well. Cool. That's a great piece of advice. So if people want to connect with you and uh, you know follow up on your work, then where should they go? Sure. You can find me at selfstairway.com. And my Twitter handle is the same thing. It's twitter.com slash selfstairway. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been some great advice. I'm very impressed with what you've done. You're only 19 years old, still in college. Honestly, like, I mean, I, I was on the same path, but you were going quite a bit faster than I was at that age. So great job, dude. Thanks, Thomas. Uh, thanks a lot for having me on here. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. All right. Well, I hope you liked that interview with Vincent. Um, I definitely learned a, really, a lot of awesome stuff from talking to him, and I was I'm so impressed to see that he's done all the things that he's done at such a young age. And I'm definitely expecting to see him just keep shooting up and do more and doing more and more awesome things as he gets older. Uh, if you want to connect with him, you can, as he said, um, find him on Twitter at self stairway and check out his blog, self stairway as well. Uh, I think it's a good compliment to my blog. Actually, I talk about more specific uh, things and you know, you have the three focuses on my start page. So those are kind of what I focus on for the most part. And then Vincent, writes about the, I guess, the softer side of personal development, things that really apply to everything, um, you know, confidence and communicating 
And I think those are really good things to pay attention to and work on improving in your life as well. So definitely check out Self Stairway. Uh, It's a great blog and I'm going to keep following it um, as long as it's still running. So uh, as always, you can get the show notes for this episode at sigpodcast.com, C-I-G-podcast.com. You can click on the episode 15 link and everything you want to see will be there. I've linked to a few of my favorite of his blog posts and you can also find the link to iTunes if you'd like to subscribe or leave a review of this podcast, which would be awesome. Other than that, hope you learned some awesome stuff from this interview that you can apply to your own life and take action in today and have an awesome day. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com. Thank you.